Rich, imagine a child that is born with absent or woefully inadequate parents being moved from orphanages to foster homes, suffering systemic abuse, mistreatment. The child has dyslexia, hearing problems, truants often, sleeps rough as a teenager, comes to the attention of the local constabulary throughout his teen years. What's going to become of him? I think we know. In this case, the young man went on to become an inventor, an entrepreneur, a New Zealander of the year in 2010, knighted by John Key's national government in 2011. Sir Ray Avery joins me now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning. We're looking at the report that's come out saying that the education system in New Zealand stifles creativity and curiosity, which means that children aren't getting the opportunity to become entrepreneurs, inventors, those sorts of free thinkers that we need. Do you need an education system to foster curiosity or is it innate in you or how would you, to what would you ascribe your success? Well, I think we'd go, let's go back um, just to click and say uh, to answer the first part of your question. And yes, absolutely, we need to put creativity uh, on the uh, uh, curriculum. Um, I think it's important to go back in history and understand how our education system started. And it, was, it came out of the Industrial Revolution. Before the Industrial Revolution, there was no education system. Yeah. Uh, if you were lucky, you got an indenture to go to the local stables and become a jockey or you went down the mines. But with the advent of the Industrial Revolution, we needed lots and lots of cannon fodder to feed the factories. So to do that, you needed to people to do two or three things. You needed to be able to count to 100, because that was the maximum number of nuts and bolts that you could carry. You needed to be able to write down a docket and take that docket for the order and so on. And so our whole education system was predicated on um, uh, an anarchaic system that doesn't really have any relevance to today's society. Yeah. Uh, and so it's rote learning, which is you have to remember stuff. Yep. Now, the good news, of course, today is with Google, I don't need to remember shit because mm. <laughs> yeah. I can go online and find it. So we've got this um, uh, diaspora going on at the moment where uh, a good example of how practical it is, my youngest daughter came to me uh, two or three years ago and she was struggling with the seven times table. Now, she's being asked to remember how to multiply seven by seven, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and she came to me and she was having a struggle with this. And I said, look, there's a thing here, put a calculator, look at this, I said, seven times seven, got the answer. And she said, why am I learning this shit? And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's got a point. Um, not that you shouldn't have academic learning, but I think that uh, my good mate, Ken Robinson, who recently passed away, and I were really on the same page and saying, we're dumbing down our kids by stopping them to have creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thinking about applied knowledge uh, an apple will drop to the floor at 33 and a third feet per second. You don't need actually to know that. You just need to know that there's an energy source there that you can use. Mm. And so um, we need to rethink for tomorrow's world um, because we're educating our k- kids with a system that is totally inadequate for tomorrow's world. Yes, a previous emailer said that the arts are going to be the most important because the kids are learning things that by the time they leave school will be outdated. Exactly. And I think that the arts um, is very much a good example of creativity. And um, it, it's, we can teach kids creativity. Um, the power of observation is 
really the, the root derivative of how all inventions come to be. You know, somebody sees something and understands what that means, and then they apply that to a business or something like that. And for me, I was lucky because I managed to circumvent the education system because I was at the back of the class. Um, I couldn't see the board because I needed glasses, and I uh, couldn't see what they were writing on the board. And then I had acute hearing problems because of the glue ear that I had as a kid. And so there was a play going on at the front of the class with people putting stuff up there. I had no idea what they were doing. But I was drawing stuff at the back and imagining things. And I would eventually go off to uh, run away and live under a rail bridge and go to uh, the library every day and read the Encyclopedia Britannica. And that was like the Google of today. I didn't go through the traditional system of learning the maths and the algebra. No idea what algebra was about. Um, but what I did do was learn how the world worked and take that knowledge and apply it to things. So I think we need to have much more um, education systems about applied knowledge and what it means. And I think there's another bit that's very much missing from our society, and that is what's the purpose of our society? And uh, it used to be religious instruction, you know, thou shalt not kill. But I think we've moved on from there to why, why not teach kids how to be good social citizens? You know, And there's none of that in our curriculum that says... It's, it's, it, we shouldn't all want to be Steve Jobs, but what we should be doing is saying, let's build a society that's good for us and our planet and our people. And shouldn't that be on the curriculum? In a way, do you think that the, the natural curiosity that leads to investigations, that leads to inventions, is stifled by having to learn the traditional subjects but without them, how on earth do you form a base to present your your findings to others? Well, there's a two parts to that. The first one is um, when you go to preschool, um, you can open all the drawers at preschool. You know, you can just take the toys out and play with them. Mm. And you can wear what you like. Mm. And when you go to proper school, you've got to put on uniform and be standardised and processed according to a particular education system. And you're judged on your ability on the rote learning system to remember stuff. And that actually dumbs down your creativity. My daughter, who's very creative, uh, came to school one day and she got she panicked as she was going across the crossing because she didn't have her, uh, her, uh, her little cap on and mm. she would be told off if she didn't have a cap on. And whether you have a tap, cap, and that's the, I mean, if you took it to an abstract perspective, that's what you do when you put people in concentration camps. You actually make them conform to a particular system. And that's what we've got in our education system. You are judged by your intelligence, by how you can remember stuff. And that's stupid. It's like saying a fish is no good because it can't climb a tree. We need to just change the metric and say, um, intelligence is, is, is your ability to be creative and play with stuff. And um, if we allow these kids to um, just enjoy, and I'm not suggesting we change the whole uh, system, but just having some part of it. And I think that's what's happened with uh, University of Auckland and other areas where they've cut down on the arts uh, because they don't believe that the arts actually contribute to the imagination and creativity of society, you know. Yeah, I I do think though with caps and uniforms and things like that, doesn't it also when you talk about teaching kids to be good citizens, that sometimes you have to obey rules even if you think they're dumb, just to allow for the easy functioning of society so we can all rub along together. Oh uh, well, it's it's a complicated algorithm, I think, and I, I don't really want to go there because I'm not sure 
uh, I know what the rules are, you know, because I've always been a rebel. I've, mm. I've always um, broken the rules uh, because when people have told me that I can't do something, I mean, in the early 1980s, the World Health Organization said that you couldn't do global cataract uh, operations and, and, and get it out to the people at large. And they had lots of documents that said you can't do modern cataract surgery in developing countries. Now, thankfully, they, because of the work that we've done in Africa and Asia, they've got a new standard. But I didn't believe what the rules were. And I think that that's what I'm... I think Ken and I were of the opinion that you should allow kids... His final statement um, uh, is a wonderful YouTube clip, which I implore all of your listeners to listen to. It's the most watched TED Talk. And he's hilarious. He's just wonderfully hilarious. But he, he talks in his final statement about be careful as you walk forward that you don't tread on the dreams of our children. Mm. Let them be children. Let them play and let them laugh and let them explore the world at large. And you'll be surprised by what they do. I thank you very much for your time, Sir Ray Avery, entrepreneur, inventor, all-round success story, News Talk ZB 13 to 10.